everybody and welcome to In My Mug, episode 148 on Monday the 12th of September 2011. My name is Steve Layton and this week we have an old favourite returning, uh, a coffee that's back for its fifth year and it has been world exclusive, so something to get very, very excited about. Um, slowly getting into the new roastery, uh, enjoying the challenge of getting everything straight, um, Still blown away by your kind, lovely words and warm wishes. You, you are by far the most lovely, lovely people, I think. Uh, yeah, we're very lucky to have you all as customers, and thank you. It has been truly amazing. Even now, we're still getting emails, hope settling in, hope everything's okay. So thank you very, very much. So this week's coffee um, is an old favorite, one of our staple coffees um, that we would hate to be without. Um, I love this coffee before I got to try it like on the farm but when we got a chance to try it it just truly amazingly blew me away um, my first visit to the farm was back in January 2007 um, and I got to meet the three brothers who are behind the farm one brother is, is the oldest brother so it's very kind of hierarchical in, in Guatemala but Don Roberto um, is kind of like in charge and then um, Francisco and a I can't remember the other brother's name, sorry. But um, they took over running of the farm kind of 2004, 2005 from their, from their father and they really kind of worked very much on the processing. Um, and they've worked very much in delivering what the customer wants. When I went back in 2009, I got talking to Francesco about the, the Bourbon that we buy and was it possible to split the little bit of yellow that they had and you know, nothing seemed too much trouble for them and uh, we've been very lucky that they've been separating those ever since. So this one is the red Bourbon. Uh, and now there's a proviso there, the red. There is a tiny bit of yellow in it, but I would say 98, 99% of this coffee is red. So we can call it red, because there's always a little bit yellow that gets, that gets mixed in. Um, but up until before, it was getting all mixed in and there weren't any separation at all. Um, so the Bourbon, we buy everything, from, or every bean of the, the single Bourbon uh, varietal from there. So the farm was found by, I think it's Julian Flores, uh, back in 1932. Um, and basically the, the farm slowly grew uh, and 14 hectares got added on later. Uh, and then more land got bought and more land. Um, and when Julian died in 1947, his only son who was... Jose Elardo Flores um, continued in the footsteps and then in 1970 Jose bought 23 hectares again and planted this Bourbon varietal, just Bourbon. Before that it had been a mixture uh, of varietals so ours is from plant stock that was planted in 1930 um, and then since when he died the brothers took over um, Martha Stella who was his widow looked after it for a little bit and then Jose Julio, Julio, here's Jose and Francisco, uh, no, Jose, Francisco and Mario are the brothers. So, um, yeah, when they took over, they were just selling cherry. So they would sell cherry to the market um, and there's no value in that. It would just get mixed in as a Guatemalan SHG and, and, and off it went. Um, what, what the brothers introduced was their own wet mill um, and did their own processing, which meant that they could keep a real tight grip on, on the quality. And, um, and, and that's what they've done, and that's why the coffee tastes as amazing as it did. Um, so El Bosque is located on the hillside, running parallel 
to uh, a main road, uh, and it's not that far from Guatemala City. Uh, what's happened in that area is that they've started, urbanisation has really spread to the farm. So, for instance, the, the drying patios around the back of a petrol station on the main road, uh, really not the kind of place you would expect great coffee to be grown, but they continue to just do a really good job of ripping, you know, ripping up trees, making sure that they do a great job, not literally ripping up trees, you know, metaphorically, um, doing a great job. So, as I say, it's a world exclusive. Now, you will see other people selling El Bosque, for sure, but we are the only people that have the Bourbon from this farm. Um, the other one, I think, is a Pache Catura Bourbon mix. And for my palate, it's not as good as this Bourbon. Um, and we're very proud to, to kind of have, have that. Um, it is this Catura, Pache and Bourbon. So, some numbers on the farm. Uh, Guatemala and El Bosque is the name, of course. A, a Bourbon, as opposed to the Bourbon Catura Pache. Uh, it's a fully washed, on, uh, fermented underwater uh, on the farm. Has an altitude of 1400 to 1650 meters. Uh, owned by the Flores brothers. Uh, and then it's near to uh, Aida Loma Lager, I think it's called. Uh, which is in the mountain ranges of Amatitlan. Um, so yeah, they're the numbers. So before I go and make delicious tasty coffee, we need to talk about In My Mug 150 and the live version that we're going to be doing it. So if you are a coffee shop and you want to host a live outpost for this, pop me an email. Um, so far we've got uh, Harlequin in York and 3FE in Dublin signed up. We will send you instructions of what to do, we will help you through it. All you need is a laptop and an internet connection and to be free the 25th of September at around about 3 o'clock in the afternoon and be available for customers. Um, we are going to do a blog post on it over the weekend, so uh, link below to that. We're going to get that happen a lot when I'm recording these now, I think. If you're a home user and you have a webcam and an internet connection, also email me and I'll let you know how you can get involved or take a look at the blog post below. Um, so yeah, the coffee. The coffee is going to be two very special coffees. Some very rare varietals from an Indonesian farm. And this is the only way you're going to be able to taste them, is to be a coffee shop or to be an In My Mug subscriber. You are not going to be able to buy these coffees. Um, they are not going to be anywhere else apart from on these ways to, to try them. Um, we won't be selling them any other way. But there is one more way. We said in the last one we were going to host like a mini open day for the new roastery and I've decided that we're going to limit it to 20 places. You have to email me at the address below. Once it's full, it's full and that email may bounce back so please don't be annoyed at me because it's going to be just 20 and they will go in a blink of an eye. So please don't take a place if you're not going to use it and please don't be upset with me when it's full. Um, I do promise to do a larger open day sometime in the future, but 20 is going to be enough for that day because it's going to be fairly stressful coordinating all the coffee shops and everything, so I wanted to keep it limited. Um, there'll be more info in the blog post, um, and yes, you'll be able to dive in and see that there. So, I'm going to whack you on pause. I'm going to go and make brewed coffee again. I still have no espresso. This is killing me, um, and I'll be back in the blink of an eye. 
Okay, so I'm back. Do you know it makes it much easier just having to make the brood and not the espresso, but um, I do look forward to getting espresso back. So the mug I'm gonna use this week, show you here, it's quite apt because this was very kindly brought back from Spain by Roland, who the man you will see down there, doing all the roasting, actually roasting the in my mugs as we speak. Um, very kindly bought me this as he's been away on holiday and um, it seems very fitting. So thank you very much. Thank you, Roland. Thank you. Thank you for the mug. See, got there eventually. So, time for a, a bit of a snozzer in the bowl. I mean, the one thing about a, a lot of Guatemalan coffees is you get real complexity. They've got some massive altitudes there. And I know this is only 1400 to 1600, but this is kind of fairly low. There's a, there's a whole heap of volcanic stuff going on there. There's a lot of very active volcanoes still. And um, it is, it, 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 you, can, you get very complex tastes and very complex aromas. You smell the sweetness, you know it's going to be sweet, you, you just, it, it, the, the aromas tell you all of that, but you can tell there's some zing in there as well, but not your normal citrusy zing, there's, the, there's, there's some other stuff, so let's, I've been playing recently with the one to three cup Chemex, um, I've always been a six cup guy, and started to play, I think you get a slightly different brew from it, just because you've got a, a much thinner cone, and you can kind of, uh, play with it a lot more. I, I've been really impressed, really impressed. So, smell the... Uh... Again, you're smelling sweetness, but you're smelling some complexity going on there. This is what makes this coffee. Fit. In fact, before I go into that, I'm going to talk about the espresso and the cappuccino, because I, we've worked with this coffee for such a long time. Um, I, I know, I know all about it already, so... As an espresso, it's sweet, but it has a beautiful grape acidity to it. I, think, you know, I hate the term because it doesn't mean so much, but the molasses kind of whiny, grapey, beautiful, kind of tart, but not like sour taste to it. Um, but it mixes in with this kind of toffee, caramelly, chocolatey kind of sweetness that goes on with it. And although it smells super complex, it's not that difficult to get your head around as an espresso. You drink it and go, that's lovely. You know, it, it doesn't overpower. In milk, I don't think it kind of tends to hold up so well. It's good, but not so well. Uh, as a blend component in cappuccino, it is amazing because you get that sweetness and it gives a link to bring in something very, very, very zingy and zesty to really cut through acidity-wise. Um, and I love blending with this coffee. Uh, but as a single estate capper, not so much of a fan. Um, so the brood, the one I can actually have some actual clues for. So the front end, you do get that acidity. It's there, but then it's mixed in with this, say toffee, caramel, chocolate sweetness. And the reason I'm saying all three is because it changes. Sometimes you'll take a sip and you go, oh, chocolate. Then you go, oh, toffee. And then you go, oh, caramel. And it does move a lot. Um, but then you get the, you do this molasses kind of grape-like acidity. Think grape juice, not grape so much. So if you've ever had, um, I'm trying to think what it's called, slur is it or something like that? I think it's, a, it's like a grape juice. And, and it, 
it, you taste that in there. It's not bitter, it's not tart, it, but it's not sweetened. Um, it is a, a grape-like acidity. Then the sweetness kicks in again, and it's got a beautiful aftertaste. It's so clean, it's scary. Um, and I just think it's a delicious coffee, one that we're very, very proud to stock, uh, and I'm very, very keen to uh, be sharing with you guys. So I hope you enjoy it nearly as much. Um, we will get back to having espresso and cappuccino soon, I promise. Next week, I, for sure. Um, the tables have come for us to build the machines on, and we've just got to build them. So um, that will be hopefully over next week. In my mug, live, link below, go look at the blog post. Um, do contact me if you're going to come to the live one. I really want it to be people that watch in my mug, so I'm not going to put details anywhere else but on here, so it really is just for you viewers, and I, and I hope that this is going to get annoying, isn't it, with the phone going. Anyway, I'm going to wrap up, and just remember, life is too short for the telephone ringing. Life is too short for bad coffee.